0: Call the meeting to order. Ms. Troublefield, we take roll.
1: Mr. Cathell? Here. Mr. Collins? Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Miss Moses? Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here.
0: We have a quorum. Motion to go into executive session. So moved. Motion Second. made and seconded. Any Second. further discussion? All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Now on executive session. Reconvene regular session. Do we have approval of the agenda for March 27, 2023? Motion.
1: So
0: moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 With those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Can I have everyone please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and
2: to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God,
3: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: You may be seated. 3.04, student government.
4: Good evening, everyone. I am Isabella Snow, a member of the Indian River Student Council. As we are heading towards the end of the year, we have had some exciting things going on. To start, our um, drama club put on a show from the iconic movie, Mama Mia, and with all the help from the students in the drama club, it was a hit. They were even featured in the Coastal Point newspaper. The students of Indian River came out and supported their peers as well as had a great time. Speaking of support of our students, I would like to highlight the support our students have shown towards Jeremy Diaz, who is battling with leukemia. Senior student Jeremy Diaz is experiencing many procedures and receiving treatment. The school has been selling bracelets with the hashtag JeremyStrong during all lunches, and let's just say it has been successful. Students have come together to purchase and wear the bracelets, bringing attention to the matter. uh, During the Mamma Mia show, a table was set up to accept donations, and at the end of the night, they collected a total of $273 but what was outstanding was that people were taking pictures and bringing attention as well, which was very heartwarming. Our spring sports began with several wins and we continue to work hard to show what IR is about. 17 of our seniors have committed to playing their sport in the fall and seniors are slowly preparing themselves for the end of the year by determining future plans, preparing for prom and preparing for graduation. On May 1st, seniors will sit at a table and present their plans after high school. As well as um, last week, juniors took their SATs and they crushed them. Students came in with a good attitude and they came in prepared. The the student body of IR continues to show excellence with its IR pride.
0: Thank you. I have a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes from February 27th and the executive session minutes from February 27th.
1: So
3: moved.
0: Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. Recognition.
2: Yes, several recognitions this evening. I believe we got word that our first, the Delaware Fire Prevention Award. Uh, Mrs. Booth, that student is not with us this evening. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Our next, moving on, Delaware STEM Council, uh, Mrs. Booth.
5: Good evening. We've tried for two months to recognize Hunter Greenstreet, so hopefully next month for fire prevention we can recognize him. But tonight it is my honor to officially recognize Mrs. Jamie Swartz in front of our Board of Education, highlighting her as Delaware's STEM Council Elementary Teacher of the Year. Mrs. Swartz received this award in November along with a $6,000 prize attached to the title. As an administrator, there's always a core group of teachers who you tend to lean on because they are willing to help better the school in any way possible. Mrs. Swartz leads that group of teachers for JMC as she has single-handedly, let me take a deep breath, earned our school's Project Lead the Way recognitions for the past handful of years, led four teams to qualify for the Robotics VEX World Competition in the same amount of time, runs our school's Fire Prevention Award process every year, brings meaningful economics, to our school every spring, is an active member of our National Elementary Honor Society Faculty Council, and is the first person we call on when we need to to get feedback on a new schedule or idea. That doesn't even include every awesome thing that she does for JMC. This is not the first year we have recognized Mrs. Schwartz at a board meeting for something phenomenal, and it certainly will not be the last. So please give a hand to Mrs. Schwartz for her well-deserved STEM Council Award.
2: Okay, our next recognition is Sussex County Honors Band, Southern Delaware School of the Arts. I believe Dr. Evans is going to join us for this award. I'm gonna let uh, Mrs. Onershuk come up. Melody Onishuk is our instrumental music teacher at SDSA, and she's gonna explain what our students had to do to qualify for this uh,
6: honor.
7: Good Good evening, everyone. In the back. Um, so we had three students successfully auditioned to be in the Sussex County Honors Band this year. Um, they are Kylie Onischuk, uh, Leslie Benavides, and Allie Jewell. And to have this experience, they had to prepare for an audition um, in which they had to prepare scales and do sight reading and a a pretty difficult solo. And they all three uh, successfully managed to make it into the band. And then they did a two-day festival in early March. So we're very proud of them, and they represented SDSA very well.
2: This next recognition is not one that we do very often, um, maybe one or two a year. It's the Above and Beyond Award, and I would like to ask Assistant Principal at Selbyville Middle School, Mr. Forgin, to join us for this presentation.
8: Okay, good evening. SMS was put on a low-level lockdown at 2.04 p.m. on February 16th, when Officer Tyler Bear received word on his police radio that shots were fired from the woods behind Selbyville Middle School. He informed us that he was going to sweep the athletic fields and wooded area behind the school. Officer Bear investigated the back wooded area and discovered a man with a pistol on his side carrying a stack of wood. He apprehended the man. Officer Bear kept in constant contact with me throughout the process, and at 2.15, right on time for dismissal, informed me that there was no longer a threat to SMS and that the low-level lockdown could be lifted. The Selby Middle School administrative team would like to formally commend Officer Tyler Bear for his uh, actions on Thursday, February 16th. Upon hearing of the situation behind the school, Officer Bear acted quickly, decisively, and bravely. He investigated the threat alone, discovered the armed man in the wooded area behind the school, and apprehended that man by himself. He did not wait for backup or delay in any way in addressing the situation. Thank you for keeping the students and staff of Selbyville Middle School safe. Officer Bear.
2: Okay, our next several awards are for students at Indian River High School, and Mr. Williams has joined me. Principal Williams has joined me on stage. Mr. Williams. Thank you.
6: Our first awards tonight are Carson Scholars. Each year, the Carson Scholarship Program awards students who have embraced high levels of academic excellence and community service. These students tonight here are being recognized for their continued academic and humanitarian achievements. First one is not with us tonight, but I will read his name that's Evan Forgin, (laughs) Heather Smith, (laughs) Caitlin Johnson, and Cindy Chen. Our next group of students are selected as Junior County Band, and that is Maria Benvides-Cortez, Allison Schwartz, Isabella Esposito, and I don't think these next two are here, either Gianna Hawker and Logan Truitt. lot of certificates we're juggling. Our next group, our Senior County Band, and that begins with Estrella Ramos, Emma White, Amina Atkins, Lexine Zullo Xavier Hernandez Caitlin Johnson Wyatt Snyder Danila Gaines, Nick Unchuck, Nicole Carter, Joe Quinn Daly Rios, and Noah Coleman. and Brian Cabrera-Ickdee. Oh. Sorry Brian, it was lost in the shuffle. Next, we'll move on to Senior All-State Band, and we'll begin with Estrella Ramos, (laughs) Lexine Zolo, and Nicole Carter. Our next award, this student is not here this evening, but I would like to announce it. Bryn Crandall was named Gatorade Delaware Girls Cross Country Player of the Year. This is the second year in a row Bryn has received this award. Bryn also raced to a Division II state championship earlier this year, beating her own personal best time by over two minutes. So if you see Bryn, congratulations. Bryn Last group of uh, recipients is Academic All-Conference from the winter season. A lot of these students are not with us tonight. We actually have five competitions going on as we speak with spring sports, but I will read all the names for those that are here when your name is called, if you would come forward and be recognized. We will start with boys basketball, Brendan Bradford. <laughs> Girls basketball, Abigail Berkling. Alexandria Davidson, Olivia Evans, Zoe Quillen, Calista Rogers, and Tierra Waters. We will move on to boys swimming. Alexander Arnold, Cade Donnelly, Gavin Harrell, Andres Lucente, Jacob Massey, Evan Peterson, and for girls swimming, Amina Atkins. Jordan Gonzalez, Lila Hanley, Addison Jerns, Sarah Liberius, Alexandra Lewis, Elise Moore, Natalie Moran, Ella Peterson. Isabella Sharp and Heather Smith. For wrestling, we had Hunter Bluto, Cameron Brown, Alex Butts, Evan Forgin. Jack Justice, Richard Wiggins. They're all competing tonight, I know that. And for Unified Basketball, Richard Sparks. Sorry, it should be Richie Sparks. Luke Williams. Chase Roley, Elmer Hernandez, Donald Lingo, Joseph Tagliente, I know these students are competing right now in the field, but I'll call their names, Harold Toomey, Ben Cordry, Luke Hitchens, and Bailey Williamson.
0: Thank you, and congratulations, students. Comes to a time in our meeting where we allow public comment. Have anybody signed up to speak this evening
2: for public comment? Yes. Blair Catlin Brown.
0: Ma'am, you're welcome to go. Or you, can, you can wait a second if you want, but we can hear you. Okay.
9: Good evening. I'm Blair Catlin Brown, um, the mother of a fourth grader, Gus, at Phillips C. Shalom Elementary. I'm just here to model the way for, I hope, how more parents will get involved in their children's education, including looking at our curriculum, and to keep a fire lit under this board to make sure that we're providing a world-class education to our students. Um, tonight, Gus had brought home one of these booklets because he didn't finish it in school, so we finished it at home. Um, it's Technology for Green Future. And I have already spoken to Mrs. Kerr. She informed me that a curriculum, a new curriculum is being looked at. But I would urge you to put the pedal to the floor and get it going. Uh, this, the data that is in this booklet is almost a decade old. Um, you know, I think our students deserve education and facts that are provided to them that are up-to-date. Um, and it just concerns me, since we have such a push, rightfully so, for STEM education in this district that if we're gonna be handing out something that gives data on STEM and trying to light a fire under our students to be excited about STEM, I want them to get the correct information. So again, just modeling the way I hope that more parents will come and speak when they have any concerns, speak to their principals to collaborate and work with their children's school. And again, keeping a fire lit under this board to, I know you're looking at a new curriculum, but whatever you can do to expedite that, that would be great. And Gus couldn't be here because he is in a Pokemon tournament right now, but he wanted me to say, (laughs) And beware, he will be coming to one of these. He was excited that he can talk to you guys. So one day he will come. He said he wanted me to speak because these are good kids and they deserve a proper education. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Anyone else for public comment? Hearing none. 6.01 school choice applications for 2022-2023 school year. Mr.
10: Lewis. Good evening, everyone. On your board docs this evening, if you look at the 22-23 uh, school choice applications, you will see a total of nine applications. We are asking to accept all nine of those applications. And as you can see, they are all priority number one, which are returning students.
3: So
0: moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. School choice applications
10: 2023 to 2024. On that packet, you will see a total of 19 school choice applications. We are asking to accept 18 of those and decline one due to discipline. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made
0: and seconded. Any further discussion? I,
11: I just want to ask a question, if I can. I'm looking at the percentage of the building capacities. And I just wanna make sure um, Mr. Lewis and Dr. Owens, I'm sure we're having some conversations about, I know we typically talk about the buildings that are over capacity, but we have, it looks like many buildings that are way under, perhaps what I I would think they should be. So are we having discussions about programming and um, things that we can do in those buildings?
2: Yes okay. um, specifically this time of the year we're looking at unit count what we're anticipating coming in and with that we discuss not only staffing but potential programming and we have talked about some uh, additional programming at some of our schools Okay.
11: Thank you
0: So is there a motion? Second, seconded? There was a question. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye.
3: Aye.
0: Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. 6.03, New Sussex Central High School front entry.
12: Good evening. Good evening. Um, as discussed at our Buildings and Grounds Committee meeting um, and should be uh, included in your packet is the front entry. Um, our construction teams here to discuss it with you, and I think we're going to start off with the uh, breakout with uh, R. Y. Johnson.
13: Good evening, everyone. Uh, as discussed at our building and grounds committee meeting a couple of weeks ago, and you'll see what's in your package this evening. Um, We had a number of alternates for bid package B. There were actually 45 alternates for that bid package. One of those alternates, alternate 38, consisted of removing the balcony from the front entryway. And you can see that in the very first slide, you'll see uh, at the second floor, there's a sort of a blue line across there that was the balcony. And the bidders priced that that alternate. That alternate was $581,000 and it was um, rejected. It wasn't accepted. Moving forward from that, we were asked about a month ago to take a look at adding crenellations to the top of that entryway. And those are the, uh, Charlie, I think if you go to the second slide, yeah, those sort of castle, I call them looking things, along the top. We were asked to take a look at adding those. And in doing so, we went back to all the bidders because everyone would be involved in that that addition and the bidders came back to us and said no we didn't have we didn't have any of that front entry so they misunderstood alternate number 38 so what happened was they across the board every bidder misread misunderstood that particular alternate and they took off the entire facade instead of just the balcony which is obviously a mistake that's not what we wanted them to do so they misinterpreted the alternate the way it came to light was when we were asked to price up the crenellations. I guess it's sort of a good thing that we were asked to do that because we found the error in their, in the bidding process. So we also worked with the architect to take a look at, now that we've removed the balcony, which was part of that alternate, that wasn't really needed or wanted on the building at that time for the money, which the balcony was worth about, about 130,000. So we took that off, we still had the entry to price and to add back into the building. The original entry protruded about 13 feet from the building. And that cost would have been a little over $400,000 that we would have had to put back into the project in order to have that particular look. So with taking the balcony off, there was little to no reason to have that entry stick out quite as far as as it did. So we took a look at bringing that entry back to about four feet off the building, which is about the swing of a door. When the door opens, it's, you know, the end of the door would be at that, that uh, entry. So we took a look at that, and I can walk you through. The first one is the one with the balcony. Second slide is the actually the one without the balcony, but the, the uh, the entry pushed out 12 foot 4. Page three is the entrance pushed out with crenellations. When we get to number four, this is the one that pushes it back in closer to the building and it's out about four feet, which we believe, and I think uh, Brian Williams is here with the architectural team, can comment on as well. Actually, without the balcony, it it looks much cleaner. It allows more light to go into the building uh, and opens that that whole facade up. Plus, it's a lot less expensive than adding the uh, entryway that would be out 12 foot four. So instead of spending over $400,000 to do what is shown here, we pushed it back in. I think our estimates are around a little over $200,000 for that. That's something that will have to be added back in the building. And then on the final slide is that I'll call it the engaged front, but it also has the crenellations along the top. So you'll see that those are are, slightly different. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're not
2: cut out. It's done with a different material to give the effect. Of
13: a, of the yeah, they're they're you're right. So Brian, yeah. no, no, that's fine. I'm glad that's good clarification. They're actually filled in. Those credulations are worth, in our estimates, a little over $100,000. So we presented all of this to the building and grounds, and what we're asking for tonight, since this is an action item, is there's really, do we use the the entry, uh, we pursue the entry that's pushed back, with or without the credulations. Without the crown nations, you're about 220, 225. With them, you're going to add another 100,000. And I know that was a request from, uh, from Jay. I think there was a, uh, an alumni that had made that request, so we wanted to pursue it to make sure that we closed the loop on that. So what we're looking for as an action item tonight is a decision between
3: with or without. Part of the discussion, if I remember correctly, was that we are going to be going to the state asking for more money. And by keeping the price lower in the 200 range, which is item uh, four on this sheet, um, we'd be able to say, hey, we've already cut it back to the bare minimum. um, And I think it would just look better. The other thing is, I think number four is a lot cleaner. Mm -hmm. and just looks better without the crenellations. I'm sorry, they don't. I grew up in southern Germany, I've seen all kinds of castles. (laughs) And just because you You put crenellations on it, you're not creating a castle. Okay, sorry. So I, I think item four, for a lot of good reasons, is, is the one that we should be voting for.
14: So um, I wasn't – sorry,
3: I couldn't be at the committee
14: meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask some stupid questions probably. So uh, alternate 38, which was 581,000 with the balcony, <clears throat> that's an alternate. Correct. But there had to be a design with an entryway to a school building.
13: There was. There was. They. The the entry was designed on, in in the drawings. The alternate identified supposed to just identify the balcony, but the bidders misunderstood and 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 had the base bid. And then they the alternate was to add the entire front entry. That's the way they they misunderstood. So it. the
14: 581 included an entrance correct. as well as the balcony. Correct.
13: That's but correct. if you take
14: the balcony out, you still have the cost of the entrance.
13: Correct. The balcony is yeah. about 130 140 thousand. And what's left of the 580 is what the entry would cost if it was out 12 foot 4.
14: So that the 581 should not have been a full
13: alternate. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Okay.
14: And you're saying the cost, I guess it's number, is it 4 without crenellations? Yeah, it would be page 4 the cost of that, again, is?
13: We're right around 225000 And What we need to do is, with your approval this evening of that design, we would ask ABHA, BSA plus A to complete a, a revised design so that we can formally send it to our contractors and have them price that. Right now it's just an estimated cost.
0: I take a deep breath listening to this conversation. Um, this isn't a side door. This isn't the back door. This is the front of the building, mm-hmm. and we ask questions about crenellations, and now we come to find out that hey, we got a $500,000, $600,000 error that we have drawn here. And I guess I appreciate the explanation, but goodness, it's, it's the nose of the face. It's the front door to the school.
13: Absolutely.
11: Dr. Owens, can I just ask do we have our own oversight um, process that we perhaps could have identified this error sooner? So, or
2: I, I believe it, it comes from the schematic drawings, and those are then sent to the builders. You guys mm-hmm. do the process all the time, not me, yeah. but yeah. Um, we're looking at the drawings and saying what we think looks good and looks appropriate, but then it goes out to the bidders. It's then up to the, the bidders to look at those drawings and make a determination what's an alternate and what's part of a base bid. Does that answer your question?
4: It,
11: it does. I, I think I agree with Mr. Layfield that it's, it's um, certainly the front facing. And it just mm-hmm. seems like that, that would be something that um, would be noticed sooner rather than later in the process.
13: Yeah. And let's look at it a different way as, as well. And I think, Jay, you had mentioned this in the building of grounds. If the bidders interpreted it correctly, it took $140,000 out just for the balcony, we'd be left with a $450,000 entrance. By identifying it, it's, it's a mistake. The bidders made a mistake. I'll acknowledge that. Um, I have no excuses. But if we can save money by pushing that front back in, we're actually saving a couple hundred thousand dollars that would have been in the bid originally.
11: Sure. I, I was under the impression that we were value engineering anyway, so I'm a little mm-hmm. astounded that we had that high of a price tag on something um, at the front of the building where we, you know, as Dr. Hattier said, that's a mm-hmm. place where we could save a little bit. Yeah. So perhaps I don't understand everything I need to about value engineering. Okay.
3: Now, one other thing we did discuss was the financial source on this. Will you explain that, please? Because obviously what we figured on, where's the 200 coming from at this point to pay for this?
13: This will be a contingency item.
3: Okay. And the contingency can cover it?
13: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a few questions that probably maybe we've got to discuss the building of grounds. I apologize for not being there, but I've got to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be the main entrance for students into the school? I'm not quite sure the flow of the students because I don't see any weather protecting right. if there's foul weather and we're buzzing doors or people are coming in because it looks like we got a four foot barrier that's about the size of a swung door, as it was right. explained. There's not much of weather protection on the front of the building. I'm, I'm fine, I understand the design, it looks nice. Okay. We're questioning it, but I, I'm kind of we have it at our other high schools. Are the students that are going to wait in line to come in, deal with the weather until they get in, or there will be something in the front of the schools to allow them to come in? 12 foot section offers a little four foot section offers none
14: it's one of no it's one of a number of entrances this is predominantly the public entrance
0: it's not the main don't. entrance to the, the It students. is for
14: the it is for the the main entrance for the office for things like that but there are other entrances where students will be pulled in on drop off the,
2: the busing is in, the busing yeah, the is bus is a totally the separate students will at
14: and the student parking come in from other doors as
2: well. Yeah, This would be for staff. Whereas the current
0: Sussex Central High School buses unload in the front yes, and go in, so that necessitates the weathering. So I appreciate the explanation, but I will, I'm not looking at an aerial photograph to understand the flow. Yeah,
14: this will be a much less trafficked entrance than the current main entrance. Okay. Place.
0: Thank you for that. Again, that was a more are
14: committed we saying, question. That's an important question. Are we saying that if the topic of crenellations hadn't come up, we'd have been building a building and gotten to a point and all of a sudden realized we had new plans for an entrance?
13: That would have come up sooner or later. Better sooner than later. Wow.
0: Interesting. Doc, at the building and grounds meeting, did you guys work through a suggestion? You were leaning towards schematic number four? Is that what you were talking about?
3: Number four just looks cleaner. You know, you put the crenellations on top, and they don't really serve any use, uh, in my opinion. Um, I have a, in, in my own mind, I have a, a, an idea that the front sort of looks like some of the, uh, the, late 1920s, 30s German Bauhaus design, which is very clean, very utilitarian. You throw the crenellations on top, and you've just put an extra decoration on there for why? You know, it doesn't really serve a purpose. Um, So, this is one of those where, in my opinion, we're gonna end up saving a couple hundred thousand dollars for the wrong reason, okay? But it works, you know? We could choose to go out the the extra feet, that's fine. That actually did look kinda nice, but this to me, it's it's a good compromise. And I'm grateful that somebody brought it up because if I get this correct, every person that looked at it to create a bid and there were more than one, at least three, right? And they all came to the same yeah. conclusion that that wasn't something they wanted to do or mm-hmm. it didn't that's do. Correct. You know, if it was one person that said it and the other guys picked it up, that would be one thing. But, you know, if they all did it, something was wrong with the wording in there someplace. You know, as, as one mm-hmm. of the old rock songs used to say, communications yeah, breakdown drives mis- insane. they misread it across the board every bit or did yeah, the same that's, thing. And I think that we are lucky to have caught it early because however that thing ties into the main building, uh, it's better to pick it up now rather than the building coming up and then trying to tie it in.
0: So we're looking at or leaning towards the schematic number four.
3: Yep. Yeah, page four. I mean, speaking as one board member, that's certainly the one that I recommend.
15: But we're still at an estimate on the cost. We're still not solid on what the cost is. So we're, we're sitting here saying we're saving this amount of money, we're saving this amount, because we didn't have this. We still have an estimate. We don't have a realistic figure of it, a, a solid figure on that. No, that would be not. But granted, we have because, to...
3: Correct. This is going to have to go out for bid one way or the other.
15: Granted. And I understand, but I, I think that that selling point of saying, well, we had, we had to whatever it was, somebody make, saving money, no, whatever. Well, no, that, an oversight is an oversight, no matter yep. what dollar figure you put on it. It was a mistake. We have to eat it because it comes back to us for contingency money. It's not coming out of the contractor. It's not coming out of any bidder. It's coming off any river school district. That's so true. So at but some point in time, I, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to swallow the fact that you hire people that are supposed to be professionals and look at things and know what are going on and then we come back but it's always it's okay because we have contingency money
3: I didn't say it was okay
15: no I'm just that's my point of view just saying at some point in time it's got to stop somebody's got to hold be held responsible and it doesn't need to come out of the finances of the district
3: well that is one way to look at it on the other hand had they included the 580,000 in there whatever estimate we had That's the number that would be on there. In other words, it's a. But it would
15: have been there. So it's just like you—you go buy a car, and and then all of a sudden you get there, and you're like, oh, that one—it doesn't even have tires on it now. So we got to go back and buy tires. You've been in a business too long to tell me that you don't know when something's in a bid and when it's not in a bid.
3: But I'm not defending any of this. Don't get me. I just. Don't get me wrong. That's why.
15: Contingency That's, money is still taxpayers' money, still money that came out of the referendum that we could use for something else had we not had this error. Whether it had been 531000 or 250000 an error is an error. Correct. And it's but, not our error.
3: But if they had put the full 531000 in there and they had actually done it, then whatever number that we know the building is going to cost would already be that 583000 more expensive.
15: But isn't it amazing? And now was, it's not. But that
3: would not have come out of the contingency at that point.
15: But this is not even the front of the school. So as as Rodney alluded to, this is a side where the public is going to come in. But we, but at that point in time, what we were going to do was to the tune of five hundred and thirty some thousand dollars. When it's not even a main entrance. And now we're passing it back and pushing it back, and we're to two hundred and fifty. I know we got to have an entrance. It's fine and dandy. But it's easier when you spend somebody else's money, and I just, I'm just i done with it.
3: Understood. But on the other hand, this was the design that we had looked at and had been presented to everybody to look at before. Now we're making a change on what had previously been presented, which was with the 12-foot-out and, uh, and the balconies. Sometimes you can save money for the wrong reasons. That's why I was laughing.
11: Well, but I think the difficulty is that there may be other things that are being missed, and that's where I become a little fearful and why I have said, Dr. Owens, that I'm concerned a little bit about the oversight and want to make sure that there are checks and balances so that there's not other things that crop up of this similar magnitude that end up costing us and our taxpayers money unnecessarily.
3: My point is we were gonna spend the money anyway because it had already been planned in. Now, when it comes to the change orders that we have, okay, you guys should have been there when they built this building in Indian River High School. We were dealing with change orders of a very high magnitude at the time, $50,000, okay, every single month for a year and a half. The amount of change orders that we have had on this particular structure compared to what happened in the original two high schools is minimal. I mean, the last time we did this, you need to talk to R.L. Hughes about it. R.L. was on the board, and he's kind of like Jim. He's really good with money, okay? And R.L. was was eating, uh, I think it was Edis at the time, Mm -hmm. was basically eating their lunch over this, all right? Because we had so many of them. This may not be good, but it's still better than what we had before. And there is no perfect system, so... But had we approved it, had they looked at it and said we're going to do it, we would have spent the 583000 one way or the other.
0: This is an expensive error. I agree. Because we recovered, we observed this, and it was brought to our attention, it's a less expensive error. But this is a this is a yep. first step. It's not first impressions. It's a first step. Howard Tiennis, I, I knock on wood, I thought that went smooth. There seemed to be a lot of success. During the build, the pool was still the pool issue until we get it right here to closing Howard Janus, but things are going well. and This is such a big project to have a stumbling block in the beginning. It's, it's difficult. I'm comfortable when moving forward because this is a less expensive air, but it is still an expensive air.
3: If you guys remember when this building was built, uh, sorry, not this building, Sussex Central, there was basically an entire wing we couldn't use for quite a while. They had all kinds of heating and cooling issues that kept things shut down. There were leaks in the system everywhere. There was a bonding company problem. Okay, the, the work had never even been done. So, you know, this may not be perfect, but I got to give these guys credit for doing certainly a better job than what happened back when the, the other two high schools were built.
0: We got to take some action here. Doc, do we have a motion?
3: I'll make a motion that, that we go with item number four.
0: There's a motion made. Is there a second?
15: So a question before we do yes, this second. Yeah. If we don't do it, then what do we have left? we got to put something there.
3: And that is the point.
15: No, that's not, yeah, it's the point is we're across the barrel. It's either you do or you don't. So we got to do it, but we got to do it to this soon. So if we say no to this, then what do we do?
3: Correct. And what's the cost on that one going to be?
15: It's contingency will pay for it. Don't worry about it.
0: There's a motion. Is there a 2nd going
14: to get have to the change I'll
0: second it. There's motion made, and second. Any further discussion? Motion made, and second. All in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you.
14: Be- before we move on, a related subject that you may have shown me. Well, my memory's not good. Can we see an artist's rendering of the student entrance since it's come up in discussion regarding weather protection, et cetera? Can we the see what that student, looks
13: like? Student entry? Sure.
14: Yeah. I, I, you probably have shown it in different
13: mm-hmm. meetings,
3: but I don't remember, but I'd like to see that.
13: Okay. We don't have
3: it this evening. But yeah, it's fine. It's that fine. fine. I think you guys already have a really gigantic poster of that anyway, don't you? Because it was either buildings and grounds or one of the meetings yeah. we went to, you and I had probably have seen huge it. displays. Yeah, I there there's just so much information somewhere. there, though, Jim. Yeah, we're becoming much more familiar with it now that we're getting into the, the deeper, yeah. you know, discussion of it.
0: I think it'd be, I don't have a safe photo on my phone to be able to review all the time, so I don't really have a, a great working knowledge of it. But one other thing that pertaining to this topic a little bit that needs to be probably discussed or brought up because it gets discussed. At, little league fields and softball games is the school we're having deals with the entrance but we are also not putting in a new football stadium with this school I think some of the board members understand and kind of know that but I think it's nice I don't the public is not really aware we are building a brand new multi-million dollar school value engineered and we're going to use the old football field stadium. It's just part of the process. I'm not, not complaining. It's taxpayers' dollars we got to work with, but don't want the public to go out there. Where's my new stadium field? We're still using the Bermuda grass that we put out there a few years ago, and mm-hmm. we do play late in the season, but uh, it's not going to be a new field. Just We're talking about topics. I don't want the public to be surprised. I can tell you that's a big surprise when you talk about the school when you get asked.
3: But that was the same situation that we were in with both of these schools that were built back around 2004. There was no improvements for the sports either. We had to go – Back and asked for approval to use money from something else to create that. It was about two and a half million at the time.
15: But by the same token, we're not whether it's sports or not talking about academics, which is what the school is founded on, we don't even have enough money, before we even think about a football field, we don't even have enough money to complete the school the way that it went out to referendum. I agree. And we already committed to the middle school of saying they were going to be able to use the high school, and every time we turn around, it's like, well, they may not get this part of it now, so chop off another piece. They may not get this. Chop off another piece. We don't even have a full-fledged, workable school at this point in time, and we come up with this.
3: Right, but on the other hand, I think we did an an admirable job in trying to pull all this together. We didn't know there was going to be a virus that was going to shut everything down and literally create financial havoc in the process. Okay, so going forward, we can try to meet all the commitments that we quote-unquote promised, etc., but on the other hand, that's no longer reality, and it is not our fault either. We have a a motto in in my reenacting group called Semper Gumby, always flexible.
0: I, just, I want to bring that up. And I, I agree. The school is about academics. That's where we're going. But
3: And that's the part, if, Liaga, I'm glad you brought that up because it does tick me off that we're being told right now that this is our responsibility by all those people in the legislative halls and that we have to deal with it when a lot of it was created by their own actions in helping to shut the daggone economy down. It's not our fault. I think we did a great job And I figured that the estimates and all that that you guys came up with were appropriate. And we had escalation clauses built in. But who the heck plans for a 30 to 40% escalation?
0: 6.04, Howard Tienis, architect, additional request.
12: Uh, Mr. President, can I just clear up one item? Yes, sir. Uh, This is for the design of uh, picture four. Uh, once the design is done and they go out and get prices, it'll come back to the board as a change order. And you'll know, to Mrs. Ray's point, you'll know exactly what uh, this change order would cost. So, so our it, action was it,
0: to the design. It doesn't yes, include that. Yes, sir. 6.04. Okay.
12: Uh, in your board docs is a letter proposal from Fern and Daniel. They're the architects for the new Ennis School. Basically, it's a request to build a district for the remaining balance of the contract because of the increased duration of construction time and their services. The amount is $58,138.63, and Ken Fern is here to answer any questions.
0: Was this brought in front of the Building and Grounds Committee?
12: Yes, sir.
16: we've completed renderings, you know, for some of the, um, the, the renderings for the school, including flyby. We just haven't built those TNM materials yet. Um, the ones we're, we're looking for some consideration would be, uh, traffic impact, dot improvements, and, uh, soil thermal conductivity, what's remaining in a TNM balance. Uh, we're just asking consideration for the, the time we're spending on the project, um, to transfer those items uh, to to be used as, as a available time uh, for uh, for the continued uh, you know pr- uh, time we're spending on the project. The project was originally slated to be completed May of 2022. Um, we still have our punch list to complete yet. Um, the the pool's ongoing, which uh, is more a, a subcontractor issue, but we're working. Uh, diligently with with Richard Y Johnson to make sure that any issues with that pool that that, that subcontractor is correcting those at no cost to the district uh,
3: you so said at no cost to the district
16: the the, the arrows the the, the the issues with the pool delaying that pool is some construction uh, quality items where we've made them rip things out reinstall things okay. um, to make sure that you're getting what you paid for okay. so uh, we're, we're just asking consideration that um, this would stay within our current PO. Uh, we're, not, we're not asking to um, increase our contract to, to deal with uh, construction costs. Uh, based on our, our fee percentage, we're just looking for what we had originally in the PO, asking for some consideration for some of those T&M uh, items.
14: So, again, forgive me for not being able to be at the committee meeting, I guess I was wrong. I was under the impression it wasn't brought up at the committee meeting, but you're, you're saying it was. So It was the last
3: meeting that you were unable to right.
14: attend. Right. Okay. So it was brought Okay. I was under the impression it wasn't. So is the recommendation from the committee to, to approve this, is that the recommendation or is there no recommendation coming along with the submission of this request? Mr. Fritz, I don't
12: believe there was a lot of discussion on this request at committee. Um, The committee went for like an hour plus, and I don't think there was a lot of discussion in committee. Okay. Let me ask you this. Were the
3: services necessary to put the building together?
16: Yes, it's a continuation of our services that Yes, we're, we're still required to be on site to make uh, observations of the construction, and and look at any uh, issues such as the pool to make sure we're we're offering a remedial action to correct those problems. Okay.
0: Any further discussion or questions?
15: So my, yeah, I do have a question because mm-hmm. it's on there. Your the statement that says due to the project duration continuing well beyond the initial project completion date of May the 17th of 2022, this requesting consideration to bill remaining existing contract contact balances on the following items. So if I read this, is that this was not a part of the contract in the beginning.
16: It was part of the contract. Yes.
15: yes. So it's just funds that we haven't. We haven't expended. Little- we haven't
16: expended those funds. So. I'm
15: sorry.
16: The only funds we've really expended was the is the photograph. The ba- these are balances that are left on the three other items.
15: So these are balances that are due you, even though the project's not completed. Basically, it, it what was T
16: and M. It was time and material. So these are items that we we didn't need to to bill. So. Typically, we would refund those uh, funds back to the, to the school district. We're just asking consideration due to the expanded duration time that we're on the project uh, that that we could allocate those uh, those funds, I guess, for additional services for our time. That's all.
12: Those those funds wouldn't go back to the school district. It's 100% funded by the state. I
15: don't get it. I don't. I, I can't follow this.
12: Yeah, I'm, 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 you
14: got us... Re- re-explain that we would be paying 58000 that possibly then would
16: be returned. if returned? If, if our consultants, if our traffic uh, impact study, if our TIS consultants spent more hours on that project, we would bill out that remaining amount. So these are only the balances remaining on these items. Um, we've expended time on the photorealistic renderings and even video, but we haven't billed that yet. So I just placed that in there. What I'm saying is, um, just so it was transparent, what were the items we had outstanding that we wanted to bill would be that, and then the the three other items um, we would look look to transfer. Basically, we would credit those back in our contract, and then ask for and add in that same amount for additional services of the architect's time.
3: This sounds to me a lot like the accounting debit class that I didn't do so good in in my post-senior year of college. Okay, I'm sure there's an accounting explanation in here somewhere and it has to do with moving things from one col- column to the other. I'm not quite sure I get it either, quite honestly. It's it's but we've it's, expended
16: a lot more time on the project than we would on any typical project through no fault of the district or
3: the contract. To me, that's where you can stop. Okay, that statement right there. Right. That's it's just not me.
14: So so break it down to me, elementary style. Expend it more time, I agree. So why would we owe the fifty-eight thousand just simply for a time, for the extra paying for the extra time that you've been on the job? Is that yeah kind of the By, by, by
16: contract, I guess we could. Um, by contract, we get paid on a percentage of the construction cost, per the percentage in our contract. That would exceed the amount I'm requesting, where we stand right now on construction cost. So. I'm just asking for consideration for our time, that's all. And we wouldn't request any additional funds.
3: And This isn't the first time this has come up either because if you remember again when this building was built um, because of all the delays in getting everything fixed and the heating and the other wings and the whole bit whatever company was managing us at that time continued to build until it was all over. And as far as I'm concerned, they had more responsibility for the failures that we had at that point than what this group was doing. I'm inclined to make a motion to support it.
0: Motion made. Now is there a Second. Hearing none, is there a second?
6: Could we take it back to the committee for more discussion so we understand it more fully? Is that a motion? Second.
0: <clears throat> motion made and second to take it back to committee to have further discussion on this, on this topic. Any further discussion this evening? All in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed, going back to uh, committee to be discussed. Thank you. Thank you. 6.05, Howard Tiena's change orders. Well, they keep coming tonight, don't
15: they? (laughs) Yeah, when you said we didn't have money, you didn't sit in on buildings and grounds and nothing much change orders. Yeah, and they're dollar-wise.
12: Okay, uh, six point five. Uh, in your board docs, there's a request for additional furniture in the amount of fifty-three thousand fifty-nine dollars and twenty cents uh, per board policy. This this requires a board action for approval since it's above the superintendent's approval limit. Uh, there is a list of what is proposed to be purchased, and I'm sure um, Principal Kansack can answer any questions. So you should have in your in your board pack uh, a list uh, from g.a blanco yes sir and it should uh, contain uh, pictures i believe of the furniture excuse me uh not pictures but a description of the furniture and the cost
0: Okay. is there any discussion on the change orders? Is there a motion to accept the cost of the furniture? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote.
3: Mr. President, can we go back to 604 for just a second? I'd like to specifically ask this be put on the Finance Committee meeting for next time for further discussion at the end of April and be specific about it.
0: Well, I think that's what the motion was for mm-hmm. it to go back to the committee, but.
3: Well, it could we'll, be put off for a few times, too. I just want to put we'll, it. We'll make sure it's it. a, the next committee that's meeting. That's all I want to do is put a date on it. That's yes, our. sir.
0: Yes, sir. I,
3: it, in case you're not
14: aware, I saw today committee meetings for April have been made for April 3rd. Yeah, I saw
15: that. Thank you for pointing that out. I don't know why. because the Easter? I Spring
14: break. People, people are back by
2: the 17th.
15: No, it was something.
2: Actually, Ms. Smith, I believe you're here. Were we going to have a finance committee meeting in April? She said no. Because we she could, wouldn't have the report. Have- we can bring it to buildings and grounds.
14: Well, buildings and grounds may not have a meeting if we're doing it right. as soon as April 3rd. You no, know, something something could come
7: up in April. Did we have a buildings and grounds agenda for April? We will not have finance for April. There's not enough turnaround mm-hmm. time to do the finance reports for the it's end really of the There's really not a lot of time
14: or topics that buildings and grounds need to have a meeting April 3rd, that early, quick turnaround time.
7: Are you having committee? I On the third?
12: I'm sorry. I haven't taken a look at the agenda. And one was just put on the agenda, but I haven't had an opportunity to take a look at uh, what's on the agenda. But we met two weeks ago, and I don't see very much on our agenda of items that
14: I mean, Easter vacation is done, and people are back by the 17th Monday. I wonder why we can't have committee meetings on the 17th.
15: Well, I, think they said I don't, the I don't necessarily day. recall
2: why it's the third, but typically we try to give some space between the committee meetings and the board meeting, which is the 24th.
4: And I don't
0: think you're going to be able to do it this time if we request the meeting on the 17th. Right. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Think you'll be able to pull it off?
2: When we, I mean, if we want to move this it to the 17th, the board can make that. The 17th okay. is a I, think just, I think we're just. I think we're finding
14: that the third is too quick of a turnaround time. Buildings and grounds doesn't have uh, items that are ready for right. April 3rd to be discussed. We're probably not going to have a meeting except for this one item. And I'm, so, so it sounds like to, finance might be the same.
2: We would need to apply you know, public notice that we're going to move the meeting so and we can do that. Um, i got to double check the time frame in which that has to occur and I will.
14: We're two, we're, two well, we're two weeks week
15: out. We're two weeks out from that, right? Yeah. We're yeah. next week. And yeah. He said he didn't want to do it on the 17th because yeah, the that's the, the day to come back. Third one, one week. Break. I oh my
14: goodness.
15: I, I'm just saying that's what we were said, right, Tammy? But Tammy said she wasn't doing a finance one anyway when we to no, that No, and I apologize
3: I, to the group because Tammy had let me know that, and I forgot that that's what she had requested. That, I apologize. Yeah, I don't know why it's
7: scheduled for the 3rd versus the 17th, but the last day of March is Friday, and in order to right. have the financial reports run through the end of the month, I can't turn it around for Monday right. evening.
0: How difficult it's going to be to amend our committee meeting to the 17th, Dr. Owens?
2: Um, Let me make a, a, a quick check on that. I can check while we're sitting here and come back. To, if we can come back to that just to verify that we can move it with this short time frame.
0: Especially with us tabling items tonight to be talked upon further. We need to have a committee meeting. And if the third's not a good time to turn around because of the end of the month, then the 17th is the only available Monday that would not interfere with the uh, Easter holiday.
7: Right. Should we move it to the 17th? Do you want it on finance or buildings and grounds? I'm good either way, whatever you want to say. Well, it's a money item,
3: but. You know, it is for work that's already been done. You take your pick, as long as it gets discussed. I mean, again, I'm, I'm flexible.
7: Joe and I will work that out. How about that?
3: Yeah, well, why don't you two have a cup of coffee and work that out? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay? Okay. Dr. Owens?
0: We're, we're okay with looking into that?
2: We're, we're checking on it now.
0: Okay. Six point oh six uniforms. Summerville Middle School boys basketball, girls basketball, boys soccer, and girls soccer.
2: Sorry, did we did we take an official vote on six point oh five?
3: Jen, did you
0: note that? Yes. Yes, we did. We did. We did. We did. We did six oh five, and then we circled back to six oh four for not. Okay.
3: Thank you. Right. Okay.
2: Thank you. <laughs> six oh six is uniforms. These were discovered discussed at our committee meetings. I. Would like to add that one of these did not have the American flag. Um, and we did uh, double check, and they both have those now. So, both uh, 6.06 uh, items there boys basketball, girls basketball, boys soccer, girls soccer all meet our color scheme, and they also have those American flags that we've worked towards.
0: Is there a motion to accept the? Basketball so and soccer uniforms? Yeah. There's a motion. Is there second? A second? Ma- motion made and second. Any further discussion? I-, I absolutely love the idea of the American flag being on our uniforms. Not every yes. school does. I even go a step further. I think it's sharp with the Delaware flag. And even wrestling season this year went as far as the Sussex County flag. And I don't know if any other schools in the state have the county flag on them. But it's well represented, and I, and I thought it looked sharp. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. 6.07 uniforms, Central High School football.
2: Yes, within your board docs, you'll see the blue football uniforms do indeed have that American flag meets our color um, requirements.
0: Is there a motion to accept the Sussex Central football uniforms? So
15: moved.
0: Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.08, Sussex Central High School football national guard scheme.
2: So this is pretty neat. The um, Sussex Central has a military appreciation night for one of their um, football games. The National Guard uh, will be participating in those activities. Uh, They have provided uniforms, which are in board docs, um, that they would like to donate to the students to keep on that football game. Uh, Sussex Central is playing Delaware Military Academy, and we wanted to bring it before the board because it obviously is a change. It is black and gold. Sussex Central has said that they will wear the gold uniforms. They do indeed have the black numbers. Delaware Military. Uh, would wear the black. That is a deviation from their uh, typical colors. I think they're, um,
3: they're Navy. they National colors.
2: Yeah, they're, this is National Guard colors. DMA, Delaware Mil- Military Academy, who we're playing, they're typically Navy and Vegas gold. So both those would deviate. Mm-hmm. But this, the, Both teams would wear these jerseys, pants. They would wear their typical helmets that they've been issued. And the students, by my understanding, would get to keep these uniforms.
0: I think this is an awesome venue. I know Sussex Central's Military uh, Appreciation Night was uh, well attended last year. We had the National Guard with helicopters, and, and, and it, it was just a nice event. And i building it up, ramping it up even more this year, I think is awesome. Is there a motion to accept these uniforms? So motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. 6.09... district calendar. Good evening. Good evening.
17: Um, We we are presenting to the board this evening the proposed 2023-2024 district calendar. This calendar has been vetted through the superintendent's cabinet committee, principals at the combined principals meeting, and the Indian River School District calendar committee. The calendar committee is made up of the board president, the IREA president, um, a principal at the elementary, middle, and high school, myself, and Mr. Mall. So we have taken all the recommendations and suggestions into consideration, and we are submitting this to the board this evening. You will notice a change on the calendar this evening. In the teacher's contract, there are seven professional development days. If we look at the board calendar, Six of those occur August 29th, August 30th, August 31st, September 1st, October 13th, and March 6th. As we were looking at the calendar, we were trying to think outside of the box in ways to provide professional development to our staff throughout this school year. In doing so, we are recommending to the board For the final, for the seventh professional development day, two two two-hour delays and two two two-hour early dismissals. The rationale for this is to give staff an opportunity to have professional development, meaning professional development, throughout the school year as we're teaching the curricula. That will give opportunities to change course if we need to and provide opportunities for additional help for staff. We also will then be able to look at our data throughout the school year and be able to pivot with professional development as needed in order to continue to close the COVID gap. Finally, this will allow students to attend 172 days in the school year versus 171 if we were to break those or combine those four days four sessions into one day. We believe that this is the best calendar that we can present to the board this evening. And we're asking the board um, if there are any questions, I'm happy to answer those, or if the board would like to make a motion.
6: You had said 172 days opposed to 171, but it's still the same hours of instruction, is that correct?
17: It it is the same hours of instruction, however, with the delay, often The school day is shortened, so you would still have an additional time for the different subject areas. Schools can do it a little differently, but it also will provide for our teaching staff opportunities throughout the school year. And I think if we we look at our data and look at closing the gap, it's crucial to be able to provide that throughout the school year so that we can look at it and then um, deliver professional development in the best sense.
6: Have we thought about the bus runs? There's three triple bus runs and then turn around and, and do another three for taking the, the students home. Is there enough
17: time? Um, there will be a shorter time in between, but as we shift both ways, um, it's similar as if we have a fog delay or a different inclement weather delay. Um, we also recognize that families will have to plan for this, and by presenting it to the board this evening, we're allowing um, a seven-month time period for families to be able to plan. So we would ask the board any additional questions.
3: Okay, there was a lot of information. Does, it, does this calendar still allow us uh, the flexibility of having extra built-in snow days?
17: Yes, that's a little separate. There are five minutes that, um, It's now in the teacher contract that are built into the school day which will provide five snow days that like this year so far we haven't had inclement weather. So if that continues for next month we'll be coming to the board and having the calendar backed up five days because we haven't used that time.
3: So if we choose not to use those and there's no snow the kids will actually be in class then 167 days not 172.
17: That is correct because we've added the time through the school year. And we've done that for probably 13 or 14 years at this point.
3: Every
0: bit. But we started decreasing that number there for a while, creeped up to seven or eight built in. Yep. I think the
17: highest was nine or 11 at one point, and mm -hmm. we've gone down to five.
0: And based upon Mother Nature, we've made out well that risk of going at five. I don't don't think the highest one year was maybe six or seven,
3: but it wasn't in recent history. I think that's why we instituted It's because we had one year where we got just kicked hard. Yeah. But that would have been about 13 to 15 years back.
18: Mm-hmm.
0: As a member of this committee and discussions, one thing that I personally had a tough time grasping was the, <clears throat> the late starts. I just felt like as a as a dual parents working, kind of difficult to shift. And early dismissal seemed to be a little bit easier, especially if they were on Friday. You work around the family schedule, but... Uh, I was just one person and I was concerned with it, so we split the difference. We didn't go heavy on the early dismissals or late, so they split it two and two to see how it's going to go. I just, as a a parent, I was concerned with that, which my opinion and I think the compromise was a, they thought there was value in it, so we'll see how it works and we split it two and two. I'm still not there to think that's best for the parents, but I think it's a compromise for what's best for the teachers and staff and students. Yeah. And as a former office employee,
1: the early dismissals are a nightmare in the elementary offices
9: because people don't send notes. you forget it's a mess
0: is there a motion to accept the calendar
14: quick quick question yes sir the professional development days is in the contract and required is mandatory attendance for the uh, staff to attend their professional development is that also required?
17: That part is not in the contract as of this time.
14: Is there a way to keep data and see what the attendance records are? I noticed a lot of the days, Fridays, Mondays, day before holiday, pretty convenient.
0: Any further discussion? Is there a motion to accept the calendar? So
11: moved.
0: There's a motion. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Opposed. Mr. Trollfield, will you please poll the board?
1: Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? No. Mrs. Pryor? No. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Six yes, two no, and zero abstentions.
0: Passed by majority vote. 610, any River School District draft strategic plan and action steps.
2: Yes, thank you, Mr. Layfield. As you will recall, over the course of, really, the even prior to pandemic, we had started our process of uh, drafting a strategic plan. We got momentum here over the last year. So our, our district has engaged in the plan, strategic plan development process. Last spring, we sought input by administra- administering stakeholder surveys to students, families, staff, community members. We also convened staff, student, and community forums to gather input on each of the pillars within the strategic plan, which is included in your board docs this evening. <clears throat> the first pillar is deeper learning. This reflects our commitment to high-quality instruction and academic programming we provide for our students. The second pillar is relationship-centered schools that focuses on social-emotional learning, development of family and community partnerships. Pillar three is operational excellence. This is the service model that supports clean and safe learning environments, nutrition and health services, technology supports and supplemental services we provide our students and families. And our final pillar is impact-focused service. This speaks to the recruitment, and retention and professional development of our diverse workforce Uh, the second document within your board docs this evening includes a detailed action steps that we will be uh, uh, putting into place within each of our pillars that will serve as a roadmap for our district employees and ensure we are providing safe high quality and equitable learning environments for all of our students Uh, and at this time i'm happy to answer any questions uh, that you have this evening regarding our strategic plan. And I would like to add, we updated this. Uh, It was a 2022 to 2027 strategic plan. All along, the intention was a five-year plan. Because it was delayed slightly, we adjusted that and update that just today. So it's a 23-28 plan. Again, happy to answer any questions from the board.
0: Any questions with the strategic plan or the action steps? Hearing none, is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Six eleven. 11 Jewel Settlement.
2: Yes, we've talked about this uh, over the course of some time as well. We did receive word that we are eligible to receive a gross offer of 258468 Uh, Of the $550 million fund to resolve its government entity claims against uh, JLI, from this amount we would have some attorney's fees, case costs, and court-ordered common benefit expenses, but we would receive uh, a monetary payout that we would work towards uh, fighting vaping and addiction within our schools once we receive that final payout. And if the board does want to uh, accept that payment, we would need action this evening.
0: accept the payment that's correct any questions i know this was discussed in detail with the attorneys in executive sessions or anything further we need to discuss we talked about uh, the appropriations being able to be spent in many different directions but we we as a board would like to see them spent on fighting addiction and keeping jewels out of children's hands
6: was there any talk about Delaying accepting that to go with other districts about legal fees. That was a social
0: media part two of okay. kind of the lawsuits. That That's a second one. Yes.
6: This one, we actually, if we
2: do want to move forward, they need, we do need to take action this evening.
0: Okay. Is there a motion? So moved. To accept motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed. Passes by unanimous vote. I, for one, would like to see more jewel detectors or vape detectors in our restrooms that I have seen in other school districts where they really put it out there, and it's led to success. And some of the crimes you've seen publicly, there were students were apprehended it was because it started with a use of a vape at a certain school and may have very well led to a gun. <clears throat> so I think there's great benefits in outfitting. It's an expensive piece of equipment. We've got money coming in, Maybe we can allocate <clears throat> some of those sources. Uh, Old Business, 7.01, major capital plan in Sussex Central High School, market pressure.
2: Yes, thank you. The construction team is continuing their site work, as many of you have seen at Sussex Central High School. Uh, The work consists of testing and preparing the soil. Currently, about 40,000 square feet uh, is having issues within that soil, meeting compaction and uh, stability levels to begin pouring the footers and eventually the pad. The team is considering the use of a cement that works in with the soil for compaction. And this will be an option if needed to keep contractors and the schedule on pace. Steel construction is still expected to begin in June. And as I understand it, this um, soil concrete mixture, Mr. Cowan, is a relatively new um, product. Is that correct? In my understanding that we've had soil issues not only on that site with the previous building, but also we had some uh, compaction issues across the street with Howard Tienis. So that's what we're looking at currently.
3: Early on we had compaction um, at Indian River as well in, in the last construction. They ended up having to dump another half a million into it in order for things to come out right.
2: So I will keep you updated on that. Um, I did speak to the State Bond Build Committee this past Friday with regard to our ongoing need for market pressure, which we've discussed some this evening, and our concern for the magnitude of a local match. Uh, John Marinucci from the State board uh, Boards Association, who has visited with us in the past, uh, also supported that cause with a letter to the committee to reiterate the unprecedented nature of the cost escalation and the impact of a local match. Happy to answer any questions.
3: Kind of. Is the state still suggesting that we do a referendum for our portion of it?
2: No, that was one of the, the discussion points that uh, they had said we should consider, and I think the board did consider that at a board meeting or two ago, and um, that would be really tough.
3: That would be really tough. Any further
0: discussion on that? Market pressure. Thank you for representing the district up here in Dover. Welcome. <clears throat> uh, 7.02, Howard Tiana's discussion.
2: Yes, uh, R.Y. Johnson continues to work towards finalizing a handful of projects with our subcontractors. We did discuss the pool here this evening. This week it is expected that the roofers and the metal siding will be complete on all exteriors of the building. Uh, the pool has passed its third water test and we will begin Finishing inside and uh, allow other contractors to complete their work hopefully by the end of April. The water plant work that we've previously discussed as well will continue during spring spring break as the system will be required to shut down for two days for final connections. And as we've discussed currently, we are using bottled water that we're bringing in uh, on site until that work is complete. Kitchen workmanship has been an ongoing issue. Uh, The walk in freezer had a setting air issue, the roll-up door uh, needed to be refabricated, and the hood had issues initially. The district is uh, working with our team to address those concerns, and they are in the process of being remedied. And finally, the Ennis Greenhouse work will begin in May, as there have been issues with securing aluminum parts for that greenhouse. I have not set a date yet for the ribbon cutting. I'd like that poll to be completed and I'd like to make sure it is, it looks nice before we bring uh, our community in for final ribbon cutting. So my hope is early May at this point.
0: What's the uh, completion date of the greenhouse?
2: Work will begin in May. I don't know if, how long Bob? Two to three weeks ago. Okay. Thank you
0: maybe doing a greenhouse slash pool ribbon cutting okay <laughs> now also the plans for the greenhouse we we are building a very nice greenhouse on Howard tennis and I thought some of the discussion was aboard I just want to double check and make sure that still that greenhouse was to be shared by the complex with middle school access high school access Howard tennis we, we were can, able to we can
2: certainly share absolutely we're hoping that um, at the Susie central site we can get a greenhouse over there as well they've got a very large Ag program, so I'd
0: like for them both to have one. Taxpayers money. we got a really nice one going in at Howard Tiena, so I want to make just make sure at a minimum if we do have it in the Plains of Central, that's great, but if not, we just want what we have quality to be shared.
2: It's an alternate right
0: now. Okay. Any questions with uh, Howard Tiena? 7.03 GW Carver consent update.
19: Good evening, just a few quick updates for tonight. During the public meeting held in November, Carver Consent Order Community Advisory Board members requested that the school board support with an analysis of our equity stakeholder survey results. Uh, Mrs. Gwendolyn Miller was contracted to perform this analysis by looking at survey results for our students and staff of color. She identified questions where some students or staff of color did not have favorable responses and illuminated this information within her report. She also provided district recommendations related to diversity, equity, and inclusion work in our district. And our district internal equity steering committee will review this information and determine next steps with our district initiatives. Um, Tonight, we're gonna have Howard Tianis highlight a small part of their um, equity plan for the year that they've had a lot of success with.
2: And board members, you do have a handout within your packets. with regard to your celebration. Yes,
20: yeah, so tonight I brought with me two of my equity champions who are the leaders in my building. Ms. Jill Howard, she's one of our preschool teachers, and Ms. Brianna Schumann, who is one of our CODAs. And I am 100% turning this over to them.
18: Good evening. We are making great strides at HTE. Our equity university program has been working to ensure that every student learns and as part of a welcoming environment regardless of their ability, background, or circumstances.
21: One of the events that we have put on was a diversity celebration on December 5th. In preparation for this event, teachers and classrooms worked on expanding their knowledge on culture specific to their students and staff. They explored cultural exploration with song, dance, food, folklore, and more. At Uh, We had an in-school celebration and an after-school celebration. A total of 18 families were able to attend the after-school diversity event. It was a very successful event.
18: Last month, on the 22nd, we had our multicultural music concert. It was led by our music teacher, Jessica Dixon. Um, The creativity and the talent that was put on display was phenomenal. Um, it's evidence that by the joy that was expressed by the students and the family and even some uh, school board and district members, that they loved what they saw. I um, lost my. Place? Oh, It was a wonderful demonstration of one love and one world was one of the statements that we heard all throughout the school. And also, uh, last month, since it was February, it was the Black History Month celebration. Um, I, my classroom, and another preschool classroom, we took every day a famous Black American. They did an excerpt about that Black American. They colored a picture about that Black American, and then we put it on display outside of our classroom like a collage. Um, I have pictures of it, but I didn't bring anything this evening. Um, It just showed that we celebrate diversity, We celebrate the talents and gifts of famous black Americans and even local black Americans.
21: We continue with celebration of diversity with our staff and family newsletters highlighting various celebrations throughout the different months as well as including lessons to also increase awareness and understanding and help with learning as well. Looking forward, Howard Tannis continues to soar into the new with equity and diversity and we will be a part of the multicultural uh, festival that will be held in may with other schools as well and we continue to look and explore other opportunities for our students thank you thank you
19: thank you any questions tonight on the carver consent order update thank you for your attention
0: thank you dr brinkham uh, Committee reports, Building and Grounds. Mr. Britt. Okay,
14: so the first uh, Buildings and Grounds Committee met on March the 13th. The first topic made capital improvements. Howard Teanis report. Again, some of these items may have already been taken care of since that meeting till tonight. R.Y. Johnson's Brad Cohen reported that a new leak test for the pool will happen within the week. And again, this is the pool at Howard Teanis. And after a positive outcome, The final finish to the pool will will commence. Also, it's noted that the Delaware Office of Drinking Water determined that some paperwork for Howard Teanis water plant was never filed and a meeting will take place between R.Y. Johnson and Drinking Water Department on Tuesday, March 14th to determine a sufficient course of action to rectify this admission. Lastly, reported that the last of the siding has been delivered and should be installed by the end of March and supply issues have pushed the greenhouse completion back to sometime in May. Change orders. Uh, we were presented this evening already with the change order for the classroom furniture, which was approved, and we also discussed the request by Fern Clindaniel for the uh, requested uh, contract bill balance. Sussex Central construction update. Brad Cowan reported that the work continues on the building pad, which is 50% complete, with sewer and electric being installed. The weather's been an issue with ground saturation. Steel delivery is still to begin in June. It's also reported that DOT entrance pre-construction meetings are happening as well. Change orders, none. R.Y. Johnson's issued a schedule for construction coordination with the goal being students entering the new school in September of 2025. We discussed this evening the Front entrance and the crenellations. It was reported that alternate 38 was not accepted and eliminating the library balcony and enhanced front entrance. And again, as we discussed, that is to come back before committee for further discussion in the board. Old business, buildings and ground support centers reported that in the last 30 days there were 90 new tickets that were opened. 109 tickets that were closed and 58 tickets still remaining in the system being worked on. HVAC CARES ESURF cooling tower replacement uh, updated status on the cooling tower replacement progress. East Millsboro unit will be installed the week of March the 13th. The recipients of the new towers, East Millsboro Long Neck, North Georgetown internal work will be started over spring break with the hope that the project being completed by then. Artisan, uh, Arte, excuse me, Artesian Agreement report reported that the insurance portion of the agreement is satisfied and legal work continues on the transfer of assets. Easement and right-of-way agreements have been submitted to the district as well as tax forms required by our for the Sussex County Recorder of Deeds. Lead, lead testing update on March 16th in New York High School will have two fountains retested. John M. Clayton will have one fountain retested for lead on March 17th. Retesting was to be done at consumption points at Long Neck, Millsboro Middle, and Phillips Shaw And also, once kitchen filters are installed on fixtures at North Georgetown, Millsboro Middle, Sussex Central High School, and GW Carver Building, retesting will then be scheduled. New business, the tennis courts at both Indian River High School and Sussex Central High School have had their uh, cracks repaired and surface preparation to begin March 16th. For Friday, March 17th. My understanding is that's been done, correct? I believe they're both done. Correct. Okay. So this uh both courts will be finished or should be finished. In River High School, uh, Principal Mr. Williams and Athletic Director, Mr. Furman, presented the need for a new weight room because of age of equipment, condition, wear and tear, et cetera. Uh, also included equipment that was desired, estimated cost. It was determined that three quotes would be required to bring back before the committee before funding discussions could then occur. ESCO, uh, the three-year report uh, has been completed with reports that the guaranteed savings of the performance agreement were in excess of $57,466 and school inspection report. Building inspections have been completed and it was noted that overall schools are in good shape. As in the past, building grounds will send out our reports to the schools for principals and chief sign-offs on any issues noted with updates submitted as tasks are completed. Next meeting uh, to be determined.
0: Any questions for building your grounds? Thank you, Mr. Fritz. 8.02, Comprehensive School Safety. Mr. Kaffel.
3: Yes. On uh, March 17th, our constables partici- participated in an alert training. Um, this training was held at Millsboro Middle School. It was directed by Constable Josh Worrell, Millsboro Police Department's Detective Jonathan Zabrowski, and Subville Police Department Detective Tyler Baer. Um, I actually had the pleasure of doing this training myself today at work and its outstanding training, so I'm glad to see this is getting done. Um, One other note, there was a critical incident at Sussex Central on uh, March 15th. I just want to commend the actions of our staff there and Detective Cannon for resolving that so quickly. So, Dr. Layfield, if you could pass on to whatever staff was involved, my thanks. I I appreciate that. Great job with that. That's all.
0: Mr. has there's been any talk of getting magnetometers at the entrance to our schools.
3: I've not heard any. Mr. Lewis?
0: Any, any discussions on uh, magnetometers at the entrance of some of our schools? I know it was been discussed previously a long time ago, and then some schools are moving to it. And it might be an overstep or an overreach for the situation that we have under control, but it's a different time. Discipline seems to be getting out of hand. Society seems to be getting a little bit more out of hand. I just don't know if it's time to have that discussion. I could be shot down and just told that we don't need it, but at the same time, I want to bring bring it up to
10: see if we discussed it or what our thoughts are on it. We do have one that is not being used. Um, it's currently at the Carver building. Um, they used to use it there when Carver was active. Um, and We have discussed that at different um, um, meetings. Uh, I think the cost is an issue. Also um, Do you have an idea about what they cost? A little over $3,000 for one of the ones I've seen. Okay. However and the time that we would have to take to get students to go through these uh, scanners, if you will. Um, You know, I want to use Dr. Layfield's building. He's got 2,000 kids in there, so everybody's do it right. Every person, including staff, would have to walk through that machine. You would have to have somebody there to monitor that to make sure whatever they're carrying is gonna be emptied out, and that would have to be scanned as well. So it can be done, but it's gonna extend the, the day at the school. I can't imagine how long it would take to push 2,000 students through through that uh, through that scanner. Um, I appreciate the
0: discussion. I know safety is a headache, and safety comes at a cost. And pray we don't need it, but when correct. we do, if we had it, yeah.
10: sometimes I do know there is discussion up to in uh, Newcastle County. That some of the schools are looking uh, to doing that. Um, but I'm not sure if they really thought about the time that it would take to make sure every student that comes on that property is going to have to walk through that scanner, then every time somebody goes outside, they're going to have to go back through that scanner. Um, And it's certainly something that in today's world, I mean, just again today, we had another school shooting. And um, I think it will come to a point that we're going to have to consider what else can we do to protect our schools. Um,
0: Initial reports are it was a side door use, so. I Correct. think what we do is try to bat down the hatches and limit the uh, unlocked doors in the school, and I think that that's a great safety plan. And these all were very difficult to implement because of old habits. So, Correct. just I want the discussion at least be had. It can be shot down, but I uh, whatever we can do to provide a safe environment yeah. for our students. Is, uh,
10: and I do want to add uh, at our trainings that I have with the constables. That's one thing that we took do talk about um, are the doors that are being locked, the classroom doors, and And still now, we do find some classroom doors that are not being secured. Now, our constables are creating that report. They send it to the building principals and the building principals address those teachers. But um, it's very, very important, and you folks understand this, that the doors are there for a reason. The doors are there with locks for a reason to to keep these students locked down. And, um, And that's one of the major jobs that our constables are constantly doing, walking
3: the areas and making sure these doors locked, including exterior doors as well. We do an outstanding job of securing the buildings to the outside, but obviously this latest incident was from within, so
6: that's, that's all right. This is,
3: this is something that Pep and I have talked about a couple times over the last six to eight months. Um, if there are teachers and personnel leaving the doors open and they're simply being smacked on the wrist, okay, that is not helpful to us. Um, I've asked Pep to look into it, and I don't know, you know what's happening with it, something that needs to be taken a look at but if people are known to leave their doors open on a regular basis okay they should be written up and if a building administrator is made aware of it and does not write them up for it then the building administrator needs to be written up and I know we all tend to to not want to do that because we don't want to leave records behind quote unquote but when it comes to this there's been a couple of them in the last six months to a year or two that have been side doors that were open. That's just a frank failure of security, all right? And this is something that's relatively straightforward. So, you know, at some point, I know Pep's had the discussion with the constables, and they're writing it up, they're making a note of it, but the building administrators, if they are not acting on it, then somebody needs to act on the building administrators. I don't wanna get a call that says, oh, my friend Bob didn't lock the doors, but I didn't wanna write them up, and we got three dead kids, or one. Or a shooting. I can I don't tell you. Care.
2: The, we've had discussions, not, not as much recently because I think things are, are being locked by and large, but the, the admin are following up with those staff and we do have a process in place if there's a need for a second or third follow up.
3: Just stress it, and by and large on this one may not be the right answer. This is one where we need 100%. Okay, and I know things fall through the cracks, but on something like this, security is where it's at
0: not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 10-4. Thank you. Mr. Lewis? Thank you Thank for you. your work, Pep. Mr. Mr. Cathel? 8.03, Finance. Doc?
3: Well, we have the shortest committee meetings in town as a general rule. Uniforms were discussed and voted on. Um, Dr. Layfield, Jesse Baird did a nice job of looking at the other uniform, putting the flags back on. A little bit of give and take on that one, but they did a nice job. Mrs. Smith did share that there was an RFP for personalized student transportation that had been drafted and uh, looks like the prices have gone up there too. Um, she also shared a final local funds audit that was issued by the State Auditor's Office and uh, she did share the draft report at the November Finance Committee meeting. We did receive one finding involving procurement that the district doesn't agree with, however, Uh, We're working on a new procurement process uh, that should ultimately resolve the issue. All righty, sometimes I think these people look for problems just to justify their existence, but that's an editorial comment. Mrs. Smith will share the report at the board meeting. And that was it. Short meeting. It's not like the busy ones that Mr. Fritz has.
0: Hmm. Any questions with finance? 8.04 curriculum. Dr. Steidler.
11: Thank you. Dr. Jerns and Mrs. Dorman are going to provide us a presentation, a very brief overview of some data.
20: Good evening, everyone. So we shared the full presentation of the mid-year data for reading and math up to this point at the curriculum committee meeting. I believe that you have the full presentation um, in your possession. We just wanted to share some highlights this evening because we think at this at the midpoint, which was the end of January, beginning of February, we do have some celebrations
22: with our data. So we'll start with elementary. Good evening. So in your presentation, you're gonna see three different data points. Um, the first one is Dibbles, and that is a screener that we provide to all of our elementary students in kindergarten through fifth grade that is a good indicator of early literacy skills and reading proficiency. And so what you're gonna see there is composite scores for each of our elementary schools. And the highlight from this is that all schools saw an increase in the number of benchmark students. That means students that are progressing in the right direction in kindergarten, second, fourth, and fifth grade, from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year. And again, we will do this at the end of the year so that we can see where our students have ended. The second data point that we um, collected information on was iReady. And iReady is an online um, platform that we use that looks at six different domains, such as phonics, vocabulary, and comprehension. And what you'll see in that part of the the presentation is that all schools saw the percentage of above and on grade level students increase from the beginning of the year to the um, middle of the year. And then finally, we look at um, Bridges number corner, and that is how we look at the progress of our students um, in math. And so this previews and extends the skills related to the critical areas that our students are expected to know by the end of their grade level. And what you'll see here is that all of our schools saw an increase in the number of benchmark students. That tells us they are on track from the baseline assessment that we give at the beginning of the year to um, the checkup number two in kindergarten through fifth grade so every single grade level in every single one of our schools had seen an increase from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year and again we will do the um, number corner we'll do a third one and then a final one at the end of the year so that we can see where our students are at the end of the school year so all schools are making progress and when they see an area with where there may need to be some work, schools are analyzing that data with the administrative teams and then grade level teams to make instructional decisions so that our students continue to grow. Questions about the elementary data? So
20: moving on to secondary, you'll see that the first set of data available to you is through Achieve 3000 and the level set assessment. This is a criterion-referenced assessment, so students aren't compared to other students nationally. They're only compared themselves individually to how they're performing on state standards. So what I can report out at this point in time is at the mid-year point, our expected growth in Lexile score, which indicates to us the level of reading ability that students have, and this test also measures their ability to read certain levels of text difficulty. Where there's an expected growth of 38 lexiles by the end of the year, by the midpoint, we have already reached an average of 25 lexiles in growth. So we're on track to um, exceed the expected uh, growth at the end of the year. The next set, and you'll see the individual scores there, I'm giving you the average as a district. So then the next set of data is with star math, which is a similar assessment in math as the Achieve 3000, the level set is for reading. And as a district, we have already shown eight percentage points in growth. Um, We range anywhere from 3% to 22% by individual schools, and we are on track again to be um, meeting and exceeding the target by the end of the year. And then finally, with our new math curriculum, uh, Carnegie Learning, we're seeing great success. Um, Syllabus completion for one. Um, You may hear teachers sometimes say that I just don't have enough time to get through all of my content. One of the biggest pushes uh, Jimmy Wheatley, our math secondary specialist, has been making this year of how can we keep a steady pace, making sure that kids are learning while also exposing them to as much content as we possibly can. And I can report out that we are in a position where some schools are gonna, for the first time, teach 100% of the grade level standards and content that is given to them in any given year. Um, every school has already surpassed where they have been at the end of the year already by the midpoint of this year. With that comes what's known as an applause score, and that stands for an adaptive adaptive personalized learning score so each kid gets an individual targeted goal (laughs) and with those applause scores if Carnegie is speaking the truth and being a good predictor on how our students will perform um, on the state assessment we are expected to grow anywhere from 20 to 20 and upwards percentage points in our math scores this year at the end of the year so fingers crossed that's truth. Any questions about secondary? Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you. Anything further, Dr. Stower? 8.05, DSBA Board of Directors,
15: ma'am. No report.
0: Same for uh, 8.06. 8.07, 8.07 Special Education Task Force. Ma'am. 8.08 Policy.
2: Yes, thank you. Uh, Mr. Collins isn't here tonight, but we do have a first and second reading of IGCB Targeted Intervention for Student Success. That's an update to some of the language. And second readings, uh, no changes from the first readings for GBI, that's employee recognition, that's the new policy. GCBD Professional Leaves of Absences and DGF travel authorization expenses, which does have extensive changes uh, provided by Mrs. Smith um, for our consideration tonight.
0: Action items for travel authorization?
2: Um, action for each of those, first, the first and second for IGCB, and then second readings for GBI, GCBD, uh, and DJF.
0: Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Eight point oh nine. I R E A rep.
9: Good evening. Uh, Blair Catlin Brown, um, Association Rep for SDSA and the IREA Communications Chair. Um, Before I jumped into it, I wanted to ask a question after listening to some of the discussions um, about the metal detectors and security. Either you can provide me an answer now or if you want to get to me later because I thought it would be a good thing to share out to our membership as you discussed that there's an increase of safety and discipline concerns. With the plans for the new building, Sussex Central, is there enhanced security in that plan, whether it's metal detectors or other—I don't know—upcoming technology that will make the building more secure.
0: We'll follow back up. With okay, that yeah, after thank you very speaking. much. I we think it we, would just give. We can put it on the topic for building and grounds to discuss a little bit with the safety measures that are put in place and be able to forward that back.
9: Okay, man. great. I think that would give some peace of mind to our staff. Um, so on to good news. Um, we are elated to share the results of our IREAs uh, scholarship fundraiser with bids on the 64 items that were donated, plus cash donations, we raised more than $3,000. This is an increase over last year. Because of this, we will be able to increase the two scholarships that we are providing to $1,500 each. Um, Huge thanks to Melissa Abbott's hard work in organizing this event. Um, And so we will be able to provide these $1,500 scholarships to one senior at each high school who plans to pursue a career in education. Um, Thank you so much to all the staff members, administrators, and Board of Ed members who directly supported our students and furthered the collaborative effort of IREA and IRSD in recruiting future educators to work in the Indian River School District. A special thanks for the collaboration with administrators and Board of Education members who donated or attended our event. Thank you for the donations from Jay Owens, Karen Blannard, Allison Emerson, Bradley Layfield. Sorry, my thing got weird there. Janet Hickman, Connie... Pryor, Derek Cathill, Dr. Hattier, and Karen Oliphant. Huge thanks to attending to Nick Fair, Aaron Donovan, and Bradley Layfield. And a double thanks to Jay Owens, Karen Blanard, and Connie Pryor for donations and attending. Um, Anyone who's unable to attend, we can still take donations. We would love to be able to bump that uh, scholarship up even more. So you can reach out to Melissa Abbott at any time over at Sussex Central so we can recruit more of our own students to embark in a career in education and come back home and teach here. Um, Earlier this month, elections for IREA officers were completed. Um, The following roles were filled by the same members. President is J.R. Emanuel. Vice President for Secretaries, Suzanne Timmons. Vice President for Paris, Cassie Queen. Vice President for Custodians, Bobby Bull. Secretary, Jason Pilgrim. And appointed Treasurer, Robin Alexander. The one change comes in the role of Vice Presidents for Teachers. After many years of dedication to the role, Linda Hickman decided to step step aside. We sincerely thank her for her tireless efforts to support educators in IRSD. And I would like to give personal thanks to Linda for welcoming, welcoming me into IREA with open arms. So with that, starting in July, I will be taking over the role of vice president for teachers. I look forward to growing in my ability to advocate for teachers as I learn the ins and outs of our amazing district. And I do not take this responsibility lightly, and I hope to do every member of our community proud. Um, with the Board of, Ex- uh, of Ed- Board of Education election on the horizon, IRA officers and several association reps will be meeting with um, District 2 candidates on April 4th at Sussex Central. Um, we look forward to getting to know each of them, learning their plans for supporting students and staff, and their overall vision for the district. Negotiations continue for the secretaries and paraprofessional contracts Um, and following up on the calendar conversations tonight, we would like to reiterate that the calendar committee which we participated in functioned as a committee should um, and came up with a calendar that incorporated the goals of the Department of Instruction and IREA and found compromises, as I know Mr. Layfield had mentioned, where needed. Again, we really appreciated that collaboration, even though we hear some of the concerns, but we hope that collaboration will keep going, moving forward. Um, Also, another bit of exciting information, we are excited to be offering a monthly newsletter to all of our members, um, with the goal of giving them the knowledge that they need to feel empowered and supported. And we're making sure to focus on district matters, but also state matters, so we can help them to advocate for things that help the district, help staff and students all around. And overall, we wish everyone a very restful spring break. I think we all need it. (laughs) Take care.
0: Thank you. Superintendent's report.
9: Yes, thank you.
2: Within board docs, you'll see my uh, monthly activities. We'd like to highlight just a couple things uh, from the month. North Georgetown Elementary's National Elementary Honor Society induction ceremony, that was their first. Uh, I know JMC also has a National Elementary Honor Society, so I was able to participate in that uh, wonderful event. Uh, also was able to participate in the Vex Robotics Superbot Saturday event that was very well organized by our staff and participated uh, in by many, many of our students. Uh, we also had our behavioral health professional of the year, uh, where Philip C. Shao Elementary School Counselor, Mrs. Jessica Ford, was named Indian River School District's 2023 Behavioral Health Professional of the Year. Uh wonderful ceremony. And finally, I was able to join Secretary Holodick at East Millsboro Elementary during a planting event for the school's partnership with the Educator Cultivation Program, sponsored by Healthy Foods for Healthy Kids. Thank you.
12: Okay.
0: 9.02 district calendar changes?
2: Yes, so four changes, uh, excuse me, five changes this evening. All requiring action, change the location of the June 23 and August 23 school board meetings from Sussex Central High School to here at Indian River High School. Uh, This summer they will be doing some work there, and that B-wing could be pretty disruptive and impactful on that stage. So we're asking the board to consider moving those board locations on those dates to here at Indian River. Number two, change Sussex Central High School's. Try Meet Music Honor Society induction ceremony from May 10th to May 9th. Change the East Millsboro Spring Band Concert from May 16th to May 15th. Number four, change the Georgetown Middle School Spring Concert May 24th to May 30th. And finally, change the North Georgetown Elementary Spring Concert from April 4th to a date to be determined later.
0: Thank you, sir. Financial reports.
2: 10.01. Oh I'm sorry. 9.02 does require board action.
3: So moved. Motion made. Second.
0: second. Any further discussion? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed. Passed by unanimous vote. Thank you, Doc. Mm-hmm. Finance reports. 10.01. Financial summaries for the month ending February 28th. Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second. Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passed by unanimous vote.
7: Yes, the reports you have on board docs are as of February 28th. We were 67% of the way through the fiscal year. We'd received 93% of total budgeted revenue, 98% of budgeted discretionary revenue, and 99% of our budgeted local tax revenue. We... Um, received interest in February, however um, it's not. it was not fully recorded through the accounting system because we did not receive it in so long that those appropriations were not open to receive revenue. So we will have those um, cleaned up for March. Um, we spent 43% of total budgeted expenses, 67% of total discretionary expenses, and 60% of total budgeted tuition funded classroom expenses. And Howard TNSS has spent 66 of of budgeted expenses.
0: Thank you. Is there a motion to accept uh, 10.02? Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded for the uh, detailed information for the month ending February 28th. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Ma'am.
7: Yes, as of February 28th, our student activity funding balance was approximately $465,000. SRF 2 funding, we have 12.9, spent, $12.9 million spent or encumbered and $298,000 remaining. Those funds expire this September. SRF 3, we've spent or encumbered $15.7 million and have $14.3 million remaining. Those funds are available until September of 2024. We have $23 million in total federal funds available and are holding approximately $1.2 million in donations and internal accounts.
0: Any questions with that? 10.03, major capital improvements for the month ending February 28th. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. So motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, pass by unanimous vote. Ma'am.
7: In February we spent $2.1 million in major capital funds.
0: 10.04 minor capital improvements for the month of February 28th. Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Ma'am.
7: For February, um, we spent we've spent a total of $2.8 million in our funds available and have a balance remaining of approximately $1.4 million.
0: fiscal year 21 local funds performance audit.
7: Yes, this is the audit that we reviewed back in November, the draft report. Um, It was released by the state auditor's office in February. Um, The audit reviewed internal controls over the receipt and expenditure of local funds. Um, They reviewed the real estate taxes to make sure they were approved properly and calculated correctly, and also that our tuition tax funds were calculated and spent appropriately Um, the internal controls the state the real estate taxes tuition taxes were all deemed proper um, but we did have one recommendation about um, our spending on HVAC repair services we explained that we use the same vendor that performed our ESCO project so that we ensure that the equipment that is being repaired was repaired by those who installed it um, and maintained properly Um, and also explained that these are ad hoc repairs that you know, when a system goes down, we need to repair it and we need it to be immediate and that's not something we can always predict. But um, it appears we had a disagreement on that um, because our recommendation still stands. But um, regardless, we're working on, my office is working on a procurement project state, or district-wide, I'm sorry, um, to make sure that we've got all our ducks in a row, we're complying with the bid laws that we're supposed to and we're centralizing those processes.
0: Okay, 10.06, Student Activity Funds Robotics.
7: Yes, if you recall in February, we had our Student Activity Spring meeting. Um, However, after that meeting, we had the VEX Robotics Competition. Four teams made that to um, the World's Competition in Dallas. It's John M. Clayton, Georgetown Elementary, Millsboro Middle, and SDSA. So they have submitted a request um, for the 14 students and coaches of $21,000 from the student activity funds. Um, the total cost of the trip is about $33,000, so they are anticipating raising just over
0: $12,000. Requires board action. Yes. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. Communications, field trip requests.
2: Yes, uh, 10 requests this evening. Overnight trip by Sussex Central High School, BPA. April 25th through 30th to Anaheim, California. Overnight trip by Indian River High School, BPA. Same date, also to Anaheim, California. Overnight trip by Millsboro Middle School, BPA. That's the Business Professionals of America. Uh, Again, same date to Anaheim, California. And Selbyville Middle School, BPA, also to Anaheim, California. Number five, overnight trip by Georgetown Middle School, BPA. Again, Anaheim, California, for that competition. Number six, Sunday trip by Sussex Central High School, Animal livestock, livestock Show Team, July 23rd to Harrington, Delaware. Overnight trip by Sussex Central High School, IB Diploma Students, September 18th through the 24th to New York City. Overnight trip by IRSD Robotics, Georgetown Elementary, and John M. Clayton Robotics Teams, May 1st through 5th to Dallas, Texas. Overnight trip, IRSD Robotics, Millsboro Middle School, and Southern Delaware School of the Arts. Robotics teams, April 30th through May 2nd to Dallas, Texas. And finally, overnight trip by Sussex Central Educators Risings Group, June 28th through July 3rd, Orlando, Florida.
0: motion to approve the field trips?
15: So
0: moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second.
3: second.
0: Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, passes by unanimous vote. Is there a motion to approve the Board of Education agenda minus number two? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion second. made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, Passed by unanimous vote. Now, uh, number two on the board agenda. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Is there an abstention?
1: Abstain.
14: Oh, I'm sorry. Abstain.
0: Will you please poll the board, Ms. Troublefield?
1: Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Abstain. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Bright? Yes. That is seven yes, zero no, and one abstention.
0: Passed by majority vote. Now the addendum. Uh, is there a motion to approve personnel? So, done? Moved. so moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Um, 13.01, student hearings. Student number 23-125. Is there a motion to approve the recommendation of the hearing officer? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 1302, student number 23-127, is there a motion to approve the hearings officer's recommendation? So moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, pass by unanimous vote. 1303, student number 23-130, is there a motion to approve the uh, hearing officer's recommendation? So, so moved. moved. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? passed by unanimous vote. We come to the time of our meeting where we got public comments. We had one signed up to speak at the beginning of the meeting. Is there anyone who would like to come forward and speak now?
13: Hearing none. Thank you. Meetings adjourned.